sports fans to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler, Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is uh, Matt Mosley coming through uh, loud and clear on this Tuesday. Lots to discuss. And I have not even told Aaron Sexton the latest news. My fearless producer, who came on at a crazy time with conferences, um, uh, basically falling apart. Hopefully the Big 12 is going to hold, but uh, that happening, new equipment at the station, all sorts of stuff that Aaron has encountered. He's handled it extremely well and uh, and, and navigated this. Um, I, think at, I think at times Aaron's been tempted to go back into bartending. But uh, but I think uh, I think I think we've gotten him through the toughest part, and uh, we've got more news on the Big Twelve front that we need to get into, and that we need to talk about. Um, but uh, Aaron, something happening this evening that we'll be able to benefit from tomorrow on 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 the uh, Matt Mosley show. Um, we're going to talk to Michael Irvin tonight, and so on my. Uh, on my Cowboys podcast, the Doomsday Podcast, we're sitting down with Michael tonight and going to spend 30 or 40 minutes with Michael Irvin. So, um, Aaron, I would think if you give Michael about 30 minutes, do you feel like he might have some interesting opinions or he might come up with something that we could use? <laughs> if, you, um, if, you give Michael, if you give Michael 30 seconds, he can give you something you can use. He is amazing. <laughs> he is great, great at his job. He's as good at his as at his job as he was as being a receiver well that's saying a lot and um and obviously he'll be excited about seeing folks uh uh the cowboys go into the hall of fame one of the things we'll talk to him about is his former college coach and, and and nfl coach jimmy johnson going into the pro football hall of fame um captain crash the uh, you know we've got uh, Cliff Harris going in and uh, Cliff will be joining us soon and then we had Drew Pearson on the other day and uh, it's a pleasure to know both Cliff and, and Drew over the years and it's really uh, exciting to see uh, everybody with those Cowboys ties going in so we'll talk about that with Michael and um, anybody uh, Anybody wants to uh, submit a, a question to Michael that you may have about the '90s Cowboys, um, or you wanna you wanna weigh in on something or ask him something about Jimmy? Uh, why don't you use the CNC Collision Center text line, and that is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. So always uh, enjoy having folks weigh in on the uh, on the text line there, and I know. Uh, It'll be nice. We'll be back in our our uh, new studios, and that'll be very exciting. I think that's going to happen perhaps uh, as, as soon as later this week. I don't want to hold anybody to a time, but our team of engineers is working on it as we speak. And, and um, as hard as this is to believe, Aaron, this is uh, Tuesday, and the Cowboys have a game in two days. 
the Cowboys are going to play uh, the Hall of Fame game, and that's uh, against the Steelers, and that, that's that's really kind of what you need for a Hall of Fame game. We to get two storied organizations together, and and uh, um, I, I tell you, the uh, it it will be very very interesting. And uh, we'll see who they actually put out there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see a whole lot of starters, but it'll be fun to get everybody together. Aaron, is that shocking to you that we will have NFL football in two days? Yeah, it is actually. It's it it snuck up on me a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm always excited about football season. Usually, kind of have a countdown, and then um, Tom actually mentioned that the other day. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, we got football coming up this Thursday." I was like, oh, yeah, the Hall of Fame game. They do it before the Hall of Fame induction now. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to believe. And in the past, Aaron, they had some problems with the field. Let's hope they got that all taken care of. You remember that? They, they had something about the paint on the field. and It wasn't in the right condition. And a few years ago, uh, they had to call off the uh, Hall of Fame game. Not a good look. Not a good look. We have been keeping our eye on the Olympics for you. I'll, I want to let you talk about, Aaron, here in a second, a, uh, uh, a, a 200 uh, uh, final that you saw. I think it was a, I think it was a 200 final that uh, caught your eye. And um, I, I, there's just been some incredible races. The one that grabbed my attention was... Uh, an American uh, Team USA member um, went up against. It, it, this was one of the craziest things I've ever I, I've seen, and it was the hundred. It was the four hundred meter hurdles, and the American was Rye Benjamin, and he broke uh, he broke the previous world record. But the problem was Norway's Karsten Warholm broke the record too, and he broke his own world record. Uh, and did it by like seventy six hundredths of a second, like which in that sport is quite a bit. I mean, he he obliterated it, leading Michael Johnson to tweet Baylor's Michael Johnson, I should add, the great gold medalist. Wow, he said Warholm forty five ninety four. That's breaking his own world record by point seventy five six seconds. One of the most impressive performance ever in the history of the sport. Now, when I was watching it. I, last night, I got to tell you, Aaron, I feel pretty good about it because I kind of had that visceral reaction like, dang, like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like this. This is incredible. And, and I mean, it's it's amazing to run something that fast in a 400, just a regular 400. Not to mention you're putting hurdles in the way and however many sets of hurdles that is. Uh, th- throughout the 400-meter hurdles. So uh, it was one of the wildest things I've seen, and uh, it was a great, great contest, and those two came down. And then uh, we we had Jade um, Carey, the, the American who somehow qualified for the Olympics, even though she wasn't technically on the Team USA, she got to go over and compete. Uh, in the Olympics, in some of these individual, um, uh, you know, uh, events, rotations, however you call that, and she had a floor routine, 
and she just blew it out. Just blew it out last night and gets the gets the gold medal. And this comes after she had really messed up on the what did she mess up? It was not it was just very the vault, I think it was. Anyway, she kind of double stepped her vault and it threw her off. But uh some incredible performances in the Olympics and then uh Aaron don't be mad at me. And by the way, if if you're waiting to see what Simone Biles did early this morning, just turn down the the station for a second. Just just turn it down for like 30 seconds, okay? Because I'm just going to talk about it for just like 30 or 45 seconds, if you don't want to know. But most of the world knows what's ha- what happened, okay? So I'll give you one second here to turn that down if you don't want to know what Simone Biles did. All right, Aaron, we'll just give them a little bit. Okay, for the people who are still listening... You should really never ask your people, your audience, to turn you down, but I just did. Um, Aaron, uh, Simone Biles did win the bronze in the beam, on the beam. That was the only one. She pulled out of the all-around. She pulled out of the other events, but she decided to go after the beam, and obviously she had uh, was fighting some issues. Uh, she had a case of what they call the twisties where you get up in the air and you don't know where you are and all that kind of stuff. Well, she went out and competed in the beam and uh, was able to win the bronze. So good for Simone Biles. Very exciting. And it's, it's been a uh, polarizing type thing that's happened because some people in the country think, oh, how can you not compete? Some people were very proud of her for standing up for uh uh, for you know your mental health and saying, hey, I'm not ready. I'm going to let my teammates do it for me. It was shocking, but it happened. And uh, she was able to win the bronze, so we salute her. All right, now, um, Aaron, everybody's rejoining us now. Welcome, everybody, back. And, um, Aaron, I know there was at least one race last night um, that, that caught your eye, and it was a, it was a youngster. Uh, it was a young member of Team USA who who ran an incredible race. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I, I watched it with the sound down because I was eating, um, and it was late, and I didn't want to have my TV up very, very loud. But uh, uh, I believe it's Arian Knighton. He's 17 years old, and he won. There, obviously, there's two. There's uh, two. Uh, there was uh, four semifinal heats. He won his heat, and he just uh, the last hundred meters. He he came from about third or fourth place, and just put on the afterburners and and won by a comfortable margin and looked uh, very at ease doing it. So I like his chances a lot going into the finals. He looked great, especially considering that he's probably what a high school senior. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, there had been some stuff where some of the collegiate runners hadn't done as well as they had hoped. But when you see somebody at 17 or 18 do it, it's, it's just wild. Um, and, then, and then the other one, uh, you, I think you mentioned Noah Lyles also made it into the 200. I, I could watch the 200, and, and they showed heat after heat. There's something about it that, and it's same thing watching the 400 hurdles. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing when they stagger them, and you're kind of watching, and you're like, okay, you don't have a great feel for, let's say, who somebody that's in the fifth lane or the fourth lane, and then they come to a straightaway, and and then you realize because of the stagger 
that they've taken control of the race. I, I, I there's, just, I mean, I, I wish I watched track and field more than I do. What I'm hoping, Aaron, this does to me is is cause me to go watch more track meets at Baylor and go support Michael Ford and that group out there because obviously Clyde Hart has been uh, what Coach Hart has done forever has been incredible, but. I would like to go watch more of this, because seeing it in person is even more uh, stunning. And, and, and it, it, this, was, uh, this was really, really amazing to watch. Also, the uh, US, Team US, uh, uh, USA basketball did get a win. Kevin Durant scored 29. Damian Lillard had 11. It, it appears, Aaron, that Popovich is just basically saying, okay, guys, the only play we have here is to get the ball to Kevin Durant. All right, if y'all can just get the ball to Kevin, we'll all kind of stand around and watch. <laughs> this has not been the most uh, well-oiled uh, machine that I've ever seen. No. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 the men's basketball. So, um, yeah, and then the other thing, Aaron, I wanted to, I wanted to, to uh, let you know on um, uh, the Jessica Springsteen was competing in the individual show jumping, and I, I happened to catch myself yesterday uh, watching some of that uh, show jumping. Uh, Aaron, do you have any guess on who her father is? I actually know that one, yeah. I, I've, I've kind of ca- uh, read, read up a little bit about that, but... Uh... Her, her dad is the boss. Bruce Springsteen is Jessica's father. The 29-year-old uh, Olympic uh, debut was strong uh, for, for her mount, knock, but she, she knocked down a rail, which cost her four faults. Now, she'll ride again Friday as part of America's four-rider entry in the jumping team event. All right, so uh, let's let's keep our eye on it. And then I, I had some, you know, some. I, I hated it. Uh, we did have uh, Team USA. Chris Nilsson was able to um, uh, won, won a silver in the uh, pole vault, but Casey Lightfoot, Baylor's own, finished fourth. Great showing. I just thought Casey. I mean, he had the ability, and and this guy is literally the the national champion. I mean, he is unbelievable uh vaulter and so i was uh aaron i was pulling pretty hard there for uh kc lightfoot but ends up in fourth in the pole vault still a extremely respectable but i know that's tough to go over there and to be that close and not medal yeah i can't imagine uh, you know um it's just it's uh you know like like in sprinting missing missing the finals in the hundred meters by uh, uh, less than a hundredth of a second, things like that, and you're just like, yeah, to get to that elite level and to be so close. But that's kind of what happens at that elite level is those athletes are so great that it's going to be that close in most events. It's it's tough, but luckily for him, he's still a very young man. Yeah, he is, and he's incredible. We'll continue to kind of follow his career. The uh, the. I did. I did like the story. I was just looking at it, uh, Aaron. I thought you'd get a kick out of this. The, you know, Great Britain has a diver that we've been kind of watching. His name's Tom Daly, um, and uh, he's really good. And, and you know, he's one of, probably one of the top divers in the world. But the story. I like this headline. It says 
Great Britain diver Tom Daly knits while in stands at Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> so, so he's up there doing some knitting in the stands. Is that is that what you think of when you think of great Olympians? People up there knitting? Generally not, no. But uh, he seemed to be enjoying himself. I did actually see the video, and uh, that <laughs> uh, thinking about it, that's a pretty good like uh, way to take your mind off the the stress and every all the hubbub circling around you and things like that. Just start knitting. Not a bad idea. Have you ever done any knitting, Aaron? I have not, but I'm very uncoordinated, and I, I would be afraid that I would stab my hands multiple times on accident. So I've I've chosen other hobbies that don't involve sharp objects. Aaron, what? Why are you worried about turning your TV down? Don't you do you do you have a roommate or something or like what's what's the deal there? Are you wake up your your dog or something? I no, no, I don't no. understand why you're watching stuff with the. With the sound down, if you're if you're living alone. Well, I was in the uh, kitchen eating, and it was okay. it was about one o'clock in the morning, and for me, to, yeah, uh, for me in the the TV's in the living room. If I turn it up loud enough for me to hear it in the kitchen, they can probably hear it downstairs. So oh, just being a considerate oh. neighborhood. Um, okay, all and, right, and, I got and it. My my hearing's still pretty good, but uh, lots of years of headphones <laughs> in the radio business, you lose a little. So. I have to have it a little louder just, than normal. I, so okay, I, I just, I'm just trying to figure out watched. why my my the single man was uh, was up there was <laughs> up there listening to things with the sound down. I was just trying to get to the bottom of that, and uh, as I tend to do, it's also called prying. But uh, <laughs> but that's you know that's why I've been a reporter all these years. Okay, it is Matt Mosley alongside Aaron Sexton as we continue on this uh, man. Lots to discuss. And uh, we're very excited uh, to, to let you know some Big 12 news on the way. Now, J.J. Joe is going to join us at 340, the legendary uh, Baylor quarterback. And we're going to talk about some of this stuff that's been going on, uh, name, image, and likeness, um, all the realignment. But Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, is trying to form an alliance. We tell you about that next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies and hazy conditions tonight with low temperatures falling to 70 degrees. A mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. It's going to be another hazy day with a 20% chance of a shower, a high of 92. And on Thursday, partly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of scattered showers and a few isolated storms and a high of 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun. They blitz. Elliott picks that up. Only heard here. Deep ball by Prescott. Man all along the goal line. CD Lamb. All season. 43 yards. A touchdown and a touchdown. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers live from Canton, Ohio on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Steelers Thursday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. 
We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. All right. There's something I want to tell you about. Uh, it, it helped me uh, during the pandemic. It, it's helped me stay in good stead. Uh, and that is the world-renowned Cooper Nutritional Supplements, uh, developed by the physicians of the world-renowned Cooper Clinic in Dallas. Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements were developed by Dr. Cooper and his team to address the shortcomings of other vitamin products on the market. Um, I, I do the vitamin D, and that's what really, to me, helps with my immunity and uh, and zinc for immune system support. Also, the omega-3 fish oil for heart health. Now, I want to let you know how you can save money. And, and again, I found these to be incredible. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com. All right, it's called coopervitaminquiz.com. And take the Cooper Complete Vitamin Needs Assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the specific supplements your body needs, you'll get 10% off your entire next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete Supplements and the knowledge you will need to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. Improve the quality and quantity of your life with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. Since its inception, Pickup Outfitters has remained politically neutral. We love trucks of every persuasion, not just red and blue ones. But people keep asking us where we stand, and for this one time, we're going to break our neutrality. We oppose any government intervention or legislation to end truck nudity. We believe in the American right to drive nude vehicles. We think it's disgusting, we fight it every place we can, and we want to end it, but we want to end it the right way, peaceably. Therefore, we call on Congress and President Biden to respect the rights of truck owners. Our founding fathers didn't own a truck, but if they did, I bet they would have put a bed cover and running boards on their truck. The right to keep and bear your truck the way you want is fundamental to the fabric of this nation, and we believe in that right. So we urge you to come and take it at Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. On the web at createacommotion.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Simone Biles closed out her 2020 Olympic Games with a bronze medal on the balance beam as she returned to competition after sitting out. Kevin Durant powered the Americans again Tuesday as they overcame a 10-point deficit to beat Spain 95-81 and advanced to the semifinals of the Olympic men's basketball tournament, where they'll play Australia on Thursday. The Big 12 Conference should see a value in television deal cut in half once Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bosley said yesterday at a hearing of Texas lawmakers. Astros start a series in L.A. with the Dodgers tonight. First pitch at 9-10. Don't look now, but the Texas Rangers on the three-game winning streak and will go for four tonight with the Angels. 7-0-5, first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley and uh, Aaron Sexton with you. And uh, Aaron just came on with us recently, doing a very nice job after uh, uh, many years ago being with uh, Tom and Butch, uh, part of that long-running show. And uh, great to have him back. And um, we uh, we've got we've had a lot to discuss. And JJ Joe, uh, one of my uh, great friends and one of my heroes, actually. Um, I was we were in we overlapped in school. And uh, he was a little ahead of me in school, but um, uh, J.J. was the quarterback on a team when Baylor at one point in the 1991 season was number seven in the country and uh, were cruising that year and then ran into the old CFO, the Rice Owls. But I try not to bring that up with J.J. too often, but uh, it was it'll be fun to to catch up with him, and there's a lot to discuss going on right now, not the least of which is the uh, the latest news uh, that came out today. Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12 commissioner, uh, and this was uh, uh, first broken by The Athletic. Um, basically, uh, he is meeting with the Pac-12 commissioner today, George Klievkoff, um, and they were meeting uh, today to discuss the viability of of a strategic partnership between the conferences. And again, we don't know if that means uh, some kind of merger, scheduling, what in the world it looks like. I think the good news is Klievkoff is is a new commissioner. He, he, he kind of he comes with an open mind. He was out in Vegas at um, um, well, he was at one of the huge. Uh, I think it was MGM. So he's got an interesting background. He was also with uh, Major League Baseball, a, a big part of their analytics group there. So he has a sports background, but he's also very open-minded, and he's going to look. Um, so uh, but last week at the Pac-12 Media Days, Klievkoff told ESPN he wouldn't rule out a scheduling alliance with another conference or expansion. Yesterday at the uh, in Austin, in, in addition to... Uh, Boy, I tell you, that was Mac Rhodes had some interesting things to say. President Livingstone, um, there was a lot of back and forth that went on there. But Bob Bowlesby basically said, well, they had not reached out to this point to any um, schools about expansion. uh, And they had not reached out about any any potential mergers. Well, the next day, he's meeting with the Pac-12. So this obviously... um, depending on what you believe, happened either in a hurry or had been uh, agreed upon. Uh, this comes about a month after Klievkoff started in his role with the Pac-12. And again, he came from MGM Resorts International, all right? So not just the MGM in Vegas, but MGM Resorts International, and they have quite a few holdings um, across the country Aaron, I would just say this is a commissioner who is 
trying to now be proactive. I think he still looks bad. I, I still think he was caught flat-footed. I think it was good that some of the state lawmakers asked him why. Uh, I think it was Senator Hinojosa who basically said, why weren't you more proactive? Why didn't you do more to hold this off, to put this together? And um, I, I think uh, I, I, the only thing I can say in Bob's defense is, the, the school, the main school that really didn't want expansion and did not want to share any pieces of the pie was the University of Texas. If they could get the same money with only 10 schools or get more money than if they did it with 12, it didn't make sense to them. Now, we know the rest of the story now. They decided at some point that, uh, hey, this, is, this conference in 2025 is not going to be viable anymore. So let's go somewhere else. And by the way, while we go somewhere else, let's blow up the conference. Because in case anybody's not understanding this, that's what the attempt here is to do. It's not only to leave the conference, but have the conference fall apart. And in doing so, they would not have to pay. Now, the exit fees will be about $80 million apiece for Texas and OU. And um, the Sooners are just along for the ride. They're happy to be here. They're like, thank you. Thank you, uh, Cristo Conte. Thank you pre- uh, to the president. Thank you to the UT president. Thank you all for driving us with you. We're just going to be back here in the back seat. And you all let us know where we're headed. I mean, so that that's what's happening here. UT's driving the bus on all of this. But um, I, I find this very interesting, though. And we'll talk about this with J.J. Joe uh, next, though, Aaron, that the Pac-12 and the Big, the Big 12 are talking. I think it's a good sign. I think you have a commissioner here fighting for his job. There has to be a lack of confidence in the in the conference. I I would say there's at least some members of the Big 12 who want an immediate change. Fire him and get somebody in, whether it be interim or whatever, who, you know, because Bob, no matter where he shows up, he's sort of like Eeyore. I mean, there's just a cloud over him. He is the man who basically got duped um, by Texas and, and OU, and a lot of other people got duped as well. Texas A&M got duped, but he is the face of the conference. He's the face of what what has happened to these eight schools. Now, Aaron, here's what I sense so far. I the The good news for most of the schools in the Big 12 is that when Iowa State – or Kansas, or K-State, whoever has kind of reached out to, to check the waters, the waters have not been that inviting. So right now, the, the best thing they can do is stay together and even gr- either grow the conference or try to combine with somebody else. The, the bad news is, you know, you once you lose, uh, if Baylor and Tech and TCU – lose that Power 5 status, it's huge. And that's the reason some of these state lawmakers, one of the, one of the women went to, uh, uh, one of the senators goes to TCU, and she had some kind of funny lines throughout this thing. I mean, but that's, that's the reason some of these lawmakers, you know, have ties with SMU, for instance. One of them was a Houston graduate. Um, as is always the case in these kind of situations, uh, Aaron, the, the, the graduates all kind of pull together and go, hey, hey, what's the best for my school? And you can totally understand that. As a Baylor grad, as a full-fashioned Baylor guy, I mean, I'm wanting what's best for Baylor. But uh, 
I think I think the commissioner meeting with the Pac-12 is a good idea, and the reason it's so public is because Bob Bowlesby needs it to be public. All right, he knows confidence in him is low, and if he can kind of put some things together here, it, it looks like okay, maybe he still has a finger on the, on the pulse here. But I I would still say the better move is to move on without him. But the rest of the conference, the eight presidents, the eight athletic directors, are worried to do that because of the signal that it sends, which is we are in a time of panic and chaos. They are trying to project that, uh, hey, everybody's okay. But I did appreciate Mac Rhodes yesterday in front of the state senate, uh, in front of this committee, at least saying, hey, they've made us look weak. I mean, they've made the conference... They've put us in a bad spot because you can't you can't convince people otherwise. You can't lie about it. You can't go out there and act like, oh, the Big 12's in a position of strength because it absolutely is not. No, it isn't. And I agree with pretty much everything you said on Bob Bowlesby. I've never been a fan, and this has made it more so. He spent his entire tenure as the Big 12 president basically just saying yes to everything that the University of Texas wanted. And as far as the meeting with the Pac-12 goes, it makes sense for both sides. Uh, on the Pac-12 side, it makes sense just to explore all your options. But I don't see it benefiting them enough to do it unless, say, another conference took teams from their conference like what is happening with the Big 12. Like, say, the Big 10 decided to try to – they wanted to add USC, Washington, and a few other schools and left them with eight – uh, kind of like the Big 12, the situation the Big 12's in, then I could see a merger. I just don't see it if the Pac-12 stays intact. In in, in but I also understand why their commissioner is having the meeting because it's, it's due diligence. It's what you're supposed to do. Aren't you kind of excited about Baylor versus Oregon, Baylor versus Oregon State, just random if, if you told me <laughs> just right conference now, games on like a Tuesday night? I mean, basketball – Basketball be fun. I mean, I you know, in 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 some ways for the Pac-12, one of their big issues has been. I mean, they don't want obviously an 11 a.m. game because their body clocks are are on 9 a.m. time. They hate the late games, which is what they've been given. So nobody watches them. They don't feel like they've got a great shot at the playoff because of that. Um, getting an alliance with Texas could get games in the central time frame and get more, you know, you would get some games, you know, when they went. So in some sports, I think it makes a lot of sense. It'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I still think for Baylor, the ACC would be a better fit, but you have to go with the bird in hand. And if, uh, if the PAC 12 is interested, you've got to talk to them and you've got to reach out. And there, this may, nothing may come of this, but I am appreciative um, Aaron, at a time of great chaos, at a time when everything's sort of fallen apart with the conference and the threat of losing all that money, that this commissioner is at least okay to publicly get together with Bob Bowlesby. Now, Bob Bowlesby was an athletic director at Stanford back in the day. He is in Iowa. He's a Big Ten guy at heart, but then he became the athletic director at Stanford. He loves the Pac-12. He really does. I mean, he 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 likes the uh, way Baylor on the surface is not a great fit. Um, it just 
the, the sensibilities in the different schools, they, they just don't, none of these schools are. And, and then they talk about, Aaron, the, uh, you know, the, the, whatever that thing is, the American Association of, of Colleges, the AAC or whatever that is. Well, only certain schools um, um, are members of that organization or whatever. I mean, the what we've found over the years, though, if it comes to what makes the most money for these schools, they can get past whatever academic issues they you know they have so we will uh we'll monitor it but i am very very interested in this that the big 12 and the pac 12 are discussing a potential partnership this is at least good news at least positive news that conversations are happening because the longer the eight schools feel isolated left behind abandoned the worse off everything is all right, it's uh, Mosley and Sexton with you until 4 o'clock. Next, we get to talk to one of the all-time Baylor greats. It is J.J. Joe. He'll have a lot to say on all this. He's next. Recently on Game Time. Maybe we need to see what's out there as a veteran quarterback. Uh, Brett Hundley, you got a workout plan for this week. you got another plan for next week. Uh, there's really, unless you're going to get Colin Kaepernick or something, I mean, you're not, there's nobody out there. So they're going to stick with the three guys they have, and all three of those guys are terrible, but that's what it is. <laughs> and uh, they're going to stick, that's what it is right now. Game time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchie Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Come join us. Helmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Helmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Helmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Helmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to helmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Simone Biles closed out her 2020 Olympic Games with a bronze medal on the balance beam as she returned to competition after sitting out. Kevin Durant powered the Americans again Tuesday as they overcame a 10-point deficit to beat Spain 95-81 and advanced to the semifinals of the Olympic men's basketball tournament, where they'll play Australia on Thursday. The Big 12 Conference should see a value and television deal cut in half once Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bosley said yesterday at a hearing of Texas 
Dodgers lawmakers. Astros start a series in L.A. with the Dodgers tonight, first pitch at 9-10. Don't look now, but the Texas Rangers are on the three-game winning streak and will go for four tonight with the Angels, 7-05, first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show, Aaron Sexton standing by producing this fine program, and uh, we were just talking about it with uh, with the whole uh, Bowlesby situation, talking to the Pac-12 realignment, it's upon us, the state lawmakers, they got together, um, and uh, they uh, they had some fun. And they took some jabs at the uh, at the Longhorns president, which I always uh, advocate for. I'm fine with that. But um, listen, it's they're not turning back, and they're not really going to apologize, and they don't care that they that they violated whatever bylaws uh, Bob Bowlesby said they violated. So, uh, Aaron, do we have JJ? We do. Oh, good, good, JJ Joe, the. Uh, the uh, celebrated, the decorated uh, former Baylor quarterback joining us, man who's uh, who's built a business empire as well, and a guy that uh, <laughs> boy would have uh, would have uh, done really well with this name, image, and likeness. Um, JJ, are you? Where are you in terms of? Uh, you know how you feel about what Texas and OU have done. Are you worried oh. for us? Do you feel confident that Baylor will land in a good place? Where I, I think people look to you for leadership and how they should feel on all this. <laughs> how how do, how are you feeling about all this realignment stuff? Well, Matt, probably like most fans, there is a little bit of trepidation, a little bit because I I really thought Matt. We were living on borrowed time anyway um, with the Big 12. And I, I wish I could say that that's not the case, but it, it has been the case. So I, I think Baylor will be fine. Uh, now, we're a small private school. Uh, we know that, but that's that's the attraction. And I believe Baylor's built a, a pretty good brand. But um, Texas and OU, uh, Matt, this is not popular, but I think they're doing what they got to do. I hate to say it like that. I know Baylor fans don't want to hear it. But, I mean, in this changing landscape where this is really, Matt, becoming um, what I would call the minor leagues for the NFL in a sense, I guess you could say, um, I think they're trying to figure out, you know, kind of, hey, what's what's the greenest pastures for us? So, um, am I a little, you know, a little concerned? Yeah, but I, I think Baylor will be fine. Well, I um, I'm glad if you if you feel somewhat relaxed about it, I feel a little bit better. And um, and JJ, you were part of that last wave of SWC players. You remember yeah. after you played what happened with the Big Twelve, and um, unfortunately, we don't seem to have the power that we had down in the uh, with the state lawmakers you know yesterday the state lawmakers nah. got together and they banged around on the texas president a little bit and they and i right. liked it and i we had some fun with it but there's not 
it's too late. It's too late, really, to to get anything done. Um, do you? I mean, JJ, do you do you think that uh, when you take? I mean, I know what you're saying. They had to do what they have. They had to do. But when you look at it from a competitive standpoint, we got a lot of OU listeners. We got a lot of Texas fans. I mean, Texas oh, yeah. did not exactly run this conference in terms of winning. Um, can, can you imagine like stepping out of this conference where you're winning seven or eight games a year into that SEC? It's one of those like initially it sounds fun, but in in practice. Um, I, I would think that it's going to be a, a, a tough road to hoe for these Longhorns. No, no, man. I mean, it's, it's two different conversations here. The first conversation is, you know, are you blessed to have the big state brand? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, UT was established whenever, and they got the state brand. They're the state school outside, and A&M is the other big one. Uh, NOU is the state school there. So, uh, you know, success really, in a sense, for them doesn't really matter. Right? You know, we've seen that over the last few years. I mean, you know, Baylor's done very well against UT and has, has for years uh, since even Taft got there. So, so you know, I mean, it, you know, is it disheartening? It was disheartening, I think, uh, from the standpoint of, Matt, when Nebraska left and Colorado left and, and A&M left. I really miss going to College Station. I know that's not popular, but you just hate the fanfare. Missing it. Uh, and yeah. then when that happened, really – I think what happened then is we saw the 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 kind of um, lack of leadership at the Big 12 chairmanship level, and that's not to be mean. Uh, you know, really, what drove that is because it wasn't equitable across the board. Uh, Texas, you know, ticked off a lot of people, uh, and they left, and that started the that started the clock. But yeah, UT, I think they'll be fine because they'll recruit different. But to start out. If they go as soon as, say, next year and pay the exit fee, uh, they'll take a few butt whoopings. You can guarantee that. Yeah, yeah, I sure would like to give them one. Uh, it is uh, J.J. <laughs> Joe joining us, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And, J.J., um, uh, the, uh, the, the story today was that Baylor – uh, well, the commissioner of the Big 12, uh, Bob Bowlesby, speaking of leadership, I, I don't, and I know you aren't talking necessarily about Bowlesby, but I, I am. He's, uh, I feel like he's, you know, he got caught flat-footed on this thing, and, and, uh, and it's been a problem altogether. And it's still, to your point about it not being equitable, Texas ran this entire conference until now, until it gets ready to leave. And they allowed it to happen. And then, of course, how does Texas reward them? By doing a deal behind his back. So in my mind, I I would – I, if I were the Big 12 presidents and CEOs, all the, you know, the ADs, I would be thinking about putting someone else in there because as long as he shows up at these meetings, he's sort of the face of a conference that was duped. I mean, he's the guy, whether it's fair or not, you know. So, I mean, the, the, this, this is my thought. But, J.J., the, the, uh, this thing with the Pac-12, does that interest you at all? Like a, a, an alliance, I don't know if it would be a merger, a scheduling thing, who knows. But I, I guess at this point, you have to look at anything and everything. You know, I mean, I, I look at it, Matt, that, look, go west. Because, because it, think about it. I mean, Southeastern Conference, ACC, Southeastern Conference is going to dominate East Coast. They're going to dominate, the, you know, East, and the mm-hmm. big is going to have some decisions to make. Although, 
been in really stable footing dominating the Midwest. Uh, so, so if you have a chance, I like the idea of trying to collaborate with the Pac-12. Uh, it gives them a little bit of a foray into Texas, which they should want, uh, and gets them into the central time zone, and whatever you can do. Uh, but at this point, you know, um, and, and nothing against Boulder. I don't want to make because I mean, I've met him once, I think twice, uh, and, um, and, and, and he's, a, he's a fantastic man from all I know. I just know that at some point, you know, the Big 12 did not leave. We began to follow. And if you think about it, when I first started calling games in this conference, I think I started Matt in 04. I mean, the Big 12, uh, uh, we had serious flagship schools. We had power, uh, and we had say-so. Uh, and then when that first domino dropped, and it dropped because things were not equitable. Uh, and if they, and they weren't equitable, the SEC saw it coming. The SEC said, hey, no matter who's the best, we're going to be equitable. And when that happens, some people bolted. But nevertheless, I say go west, uh, uh, play the Pac-12, try to make an alliance, uh, whatever you can do, uh, because you know, man, the foundation of college football is changing. It's not, it's not tearing apart. It's not the end of the world, Matt. But it is changing, uh, and I think Baylor's proven we can play big time football. Uh, we can play big time basketball. We can play big time women's basketball. We can play big time tilt. Anything they want to play, we can play big time. We just got to make sure we land in a good spot, and that's that's on uh, President Livingstone and, and Mac Rhodes. They got to figure it out. We're the national champions, JJ. Show us some dang respect out there. <laughs> hey, Matt, uh, <laughs> I don't care about basketball, man. You know how that is. <laughs> Unfortunately, the networks they tell us I love basketball, but the networks they they just look at one thing, football, and they just that's why they make their decisions. Yeah, Lee. Gene Iba or whoever was coaching us, one of the seven coaches we had while you were there, should have come and gotten oh, yeah. you. Yeah, you should have been running. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I do want, since because I, I know we talk mad about this name, image, likeness. Uh, you know, yes. I was ineligible because of that for like a week. I didn't know in 91, I didn't know, and I think I checked, I put this on Twitter. I didn't know I was going to play the SMU game. And I think it was like September, our second or third or fourth game. Uh, we're undefeated. We're coming to SMU. They're not. They're really not that good. And coach is saying, hey, you're going to practice. I don't know if you can play. Coach Taft. And I'm like, what do you mean I can't play? He said, well, you know those shirts that uh, your buddy Mark sold and gave you three of them. Well, you're ineligible, so you got to pay, pay us 15 bucks, and we'll see what happens. I was made eligible, Matt, an hour before the SMU game. Over that, over over three t-shirts. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> over some t-shirts. Oh my! Do you even remember what was on the t-shirt? No, it was the Joe knows football t-shirts. Oh, so, Joe knows. So okay. The early nineties, yeah. The the, the campaign by yeah. night was Bo knows. So a good yes. buddy of uh, of mine at that time, and I, I hate to say his name, but Mark Jett, he's a baseball player. Uh, he said, "Hey, JJ." Uh, I got a great idea. And he, I said, what? He said, I want to make some Joe Knows football T-shirts. You good with it? I said, cool, man. Just give me three or four of them, right? So he starts, and he got in trouble. He got in trouble. He had to he had to pay back all, because he was a baseball player. He had to pay back all the money he made off those shirts. And they were all over the doggone place. Crazy. <laughs> Joe, God, what I would give to have one of those T-shirts I mean, JJ, look around uh, your house or whatever. If you can find one, I'll pay. I'll pay good money for that. Golly, hey man, they have holes um, in them, man. I think I have one, and they have holes in 
And that was it. Was that that? Was that the game? Grant faked a punt when y'all were up like five touchdowns or whatever. <laughs> no, and I don't think that was the one. I don't think I remember. Okay. I remember who did that. I don't think that was the one. Okay, I was trying to think because I think I don't know if Forrest Gregg or Tom Rossley or whoever was coaching. Okay, so let me ask you about this NIL though thing. This Quinn Ewers at South Lake Carroll, oh, yeah. and and you're a, a long time uh arlington uh you know uh, lamar guy and so but you you know carol's just become dominant well quinn ewers um decides to uh he's going to skip his senior year and then go make some money and then enroll early at ohio state now is this opening pandora's box are we going to see a lot of this or is this maybe one guy, only one guy a year is able to pull something like this off because this this is starting to feel like the Wild West a little bit, J.J. Yeah, I think they're going to have to, you know, each, I don't know if it's going to be by state, Matt, or if it's going to be, you know, you know, Congress. Somebody has to kind of put a little framework in place because uh, I think states have different laws. And I think in Texas, of course, if you get paid anything, you're ineligible from a UIL standpoint. Uh, but, you know, I don't think it'll be Katie bar the door on this in high school. Uh, but I do believe that you'll get a lot of these young people have great followings on Twitter and Instagram and all the other platforms. That if you get a few of these really highly known and highly recruited kids that can, can, can you know, graduate early, I think a more of them will consider doing it if they can get, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, compensation, kind of like what uh, Mr. Yours did. And, now, I can't say I blame him. Uh, I wouldn't have yeah. done it, but, I mean, I can't say I blame him. Yeah, I, I would really like to be on a fly on the wall, or would have liked to, <laughs> with with you telling Eddie Peach, the the, the legendary exactly. Lamar coach, uh, uh, Coach, I think I'm gonna I'm not going to be able to play the senior year. I'm going to go make some money. I'm going to go make a little money in Waco. <laughs> oh, oh, I wouldn't oh, have had the guts to tell him that. I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't have had the guts to tell him. I would have said I would have just I would have just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> it just would have vanished. Where did he go? He left, coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be. This is all very interesting, and uh, I appreciate you being on with us to kind of calm us down. I don't think, I don't necessarily think people think of me, JJ, as the voice of calm. Uh, but but you are a voice of reason, reason. and uh, now you're you're I, reason uh, too, Matt. You just you know you're just over the top reason. If there's such a thing, <laughs> <laughs> that should be my moniker. I like I'm a, I, over the top reason. I love that exactly. Oh man, it's great, man. But All I, right. you know it's a different time. But I, I appreciate you including including me on, and I'm I'm look. I'm a huge college football fan. I mean, I, I know I'm you are. That I'm praying that they don't, you know, they don't wreck shop. But, you know, it's once again, it's it's leadership. And, and the NCAA I didn't get you. out in front of it, and all of a sudden, here we go. Yeah, you're right. 2022, you're going to be calling a BYU-Baylor game. It's going to be a conference <laughs> game. And uh, I'm all for the Mormons coming in. I may, who knows, I may. Hey. I may convert by the time it's all over, but uh, uh, it'll be it'll be fascinating to watch. J.J., I appreciate it. Always fun catching up with you. All right, Matt. Appreciate the call. Take care. J.J. Joe, 
the legend himself, the man who uh, had us headed toward a national title in 91. We ran into a little issue with the Rice Owls, but that's okay. He was incredible. J.J. Joe to Melvin Bonner. All right, we got to go. We got to get out of here. Uh, Game time with Tom Barfield. You've heard of him. Uh, Tom will uh, join Aaron. Aaron, good work by you today. Appreciate you, buddy. And uh, you'll have a good run here from 4 to 6. And uh, remember, Heritage Creamery, we're going to be out there doing a live show uh, coming up on uh, Friday. I'll be at uh, 3 o'clock out there from Heritage Creamery. All right, everybody have a great one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Bye-bye. 